You've heard me talk about the pour over, the politically neutral Christian based news source. But do you know how they choose what they write about? It's easy. They find the biggest news of the day and ignore the rest. There are a lot of Christian news sources that write about Christian current events or spiritually significant events, but the pour over writes about the biggest and most visible uh, U.S. news, regardless of the spiritual significance. And their goal is to help Christians process what they're going to hear, but from a foundation of faith. Plus, the way they write, it's pretty entertaining, and it helps you stay informed and also focused on Jesus. So if you're looking for a concise, politically neutral, entertaining summary of the world's biggest news paired with brief biblical reminders, go subscribe for free to The Pour Over. And if you're not the reading type, then make sure you check out The Pour Over podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Time for another episode of The Versed Podcast. My name is John, if we haven't met before. Hello. This is a daily pursuit to become more perceptive to what the Bible says. And today we're going to be reading John chapter 8, verse 12. Let's get into it. Over 2,000 years ago, and every moment before and every moment since then, Jesus was active, active in fighting back your depression, your fear, your pain, your worry. He was contending against hell for you. I actually like the way Whitney Lowe from Scribble Devos puts it. She says, Jesus was grabbing evil by its throat, getting right up in its face and claiming you as his own. Jesus chose to enter darkness so that we didn't and that we don't stay there. Do you believe that Jesus is that that rages when we can't see or feel it? Is it possible for you to believe that the darkness in you is no match for him? Or better yet, that he's already destroyed it? We will hear from Jesus today in our verse, John chapter 8, verse 12. Before we do that, let's dive into some historical and biblical context. We're told that Jesus is in the treasury of the temple in today's passage. This area is in the court of the Jewish women. And this was significant because this was an area where that women as well as men could bring their offerings in the temple. If you remember the scene where Jesus and the disciples see the widow put in her last coins, the last of what she had in that popular teaching, that's actually in this area, the court of women. The court of women was significant during the Feast of Booths, also known as the Feast of Tabernacles, held at the end of the agricultural year to thank God and to pray for a good rainy season. It was significant because of the illumination of the temple, which was a ritual lighting of the four golden oil-fed lamps in the court of women. It was a big moment. And these lamps were huge menorahs or candelabras that were 75 feet tall. And they were lit in the temple at night to remind people of the pillar of fire that had guided Israel in their wilderness journey. All night long, these lights would shine, 
They would be brilliant. They would illuminate the entire city. It was in the court of women, likely as these lamps were either being lit or extinguished the following day, that Jesus spoke the words we are about to read. So let's prepare to hear. This is John chapter 8, verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I mean, this has got to be one of the most powerful and clear declarations of Jesus, a self-declaration, a declaration about himself. It's actually the second of his seven I am metaphors. He says, I am the light of the world. And I think the one before this was, I am the bread of life. Either way, it's incredibly significant because only God can rightly be called the light of the world in this absolute sense. Some more uh, cultural and historical context will be helpful here, I think. We've read a bunch of psalms together, um, and I've shared how there are psalms of ascent, songs that were sung on the way to Jerusalem for annual feasts. I already mentioned that this event took place during the Feast of Ta- Tabernacles. So what would still be essentially ringing in the ears of worshipers and the people listening to Jesus right now at this moment were the words of Psalm 118, which was the last of the Hillel Psalms and had been sung every day during this festival and includes these words, the Lord is God and he has made his light to shine upon us. So as Jesus is speaking in the court of women during the illumination of these lamps, the sun was setting. These lamps were either being lit or extinguished for the last time. This was the last day of the festival. They had just sung this song, and Jesus just said, I am the light of the world. This wasn't just some outlandish hippie thing this crazy preacher said. Light was a powerful symbol in Jewish culture. Jesus means that he is the truth of God and the manifestation of God's holiness and righteousness. We live in a world of darkness. Our hearts are dark from birth. Some people may not want you to believe that, that we are perfect and unblemished, but (laughs) just look around. It's ridiculous. We lie and we live in a world that lies. We sin and we live in a world of sin. We suppress the truth about God and we worship and serve created things rather than our creator. We live in a world that is unholy and full of, of idolatry, of other things, and even self-idolatry. So Jesus steps into this darkness and says, I am the light of the world. The light of the world that shines with the purity of absolute truth, righteousness that is perfect, and holiness that is radiant. 
the only way to escape the darkness of ourselves, our own ignorance, our sin, our depression, our fear, pain, or worry, and our sadness, the only way to escape the darkness is to illuminate it. And that means to follow Jesus, to walk in his light. Not only will he lead us in light, but he will give us the light of life, eternal life. This teaching of Jesus connects back to the opening of the gospel of John, where John tells us this, in him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So it's true. No darkness can overtake you when you invite Jesus, the light of the world, into your life. I encourage you to do that today and every day. Follow him. Walk in the light. We'll take our minute of reflection now with the music rolling to do that, to reflect on that, to spend some time with God, to reflect on the verse or what was revealed to you today. Uh, And then we'll come back on the other side. And I'm so glad you've decided to spend some time with the Versed podcast today. I hope that it continues to bring you encouragement and fortitude to keep moving, to take that next step today, to walk in the light of Jesus. Check out the show notes for everything you need to know about the podcast, a link to my social media and the resources I use to do my own Bible study and to put these podcasts together. Everything you need to know is there. Last thing I will ask of you, if you have not yet, leave a rating and a review on the podcast that helps us figure out how we can make the podcast better, but it also brings context to those who are checking it out for the first time and helps the podcast grow. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, that would be awesome. Love you all. Make hope louder today. We'll talk tomorrow.